uh walter made a dig at me uh about google calendar invites i said yeah. i'll be in con i'll be in conway at 4 45 and he's like cool send me a google calendar invite are you laughing heartily because you resonate with it and how annoyed yes, you are absolutely i'll get like how 15 emails schedule everything <laughs> isaac has our isaac, isaac has a schedule through like july of 2022 I it's so funny though, and we need to talk about like 2021 we need to talk about the end of this year before we even get to next year. Yeah, but that's, that's hilarious. True. No, it's so funny. I remember the other day whenever I was getting all the Hawkeye <laughs> ones, I got like like three or four, and then I got like two or three more because he like changed the times for it. Yep. Um. But hey, you're you're being thorough. You're trying to be on top of it. I understand why you're doing it. Somebody's got to do it. You know. Someone's got to yep. do it, and it's you. Somebody's got to take the heat, and you know what? I'll take yeah. the heat. All right. I got the agenda in front of me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. Can I can I seriously eat cereal while recording? I'm not yes, gonna do it. All right. Um, it makes me more should, relatable. You should also keep. You should keep everything we just uh, included <laughs> as the, as the intro because it was pretty funny. Okay. Welcome, welcome. If you're listening to this, thank you uh, for joining us. Uh, this is movie news roundup for the month of November. We're going to give you our recommendations for movies coming up this month we've got some really really good movies i told walter earlier this is some of the best uh movies that have released all within the same month since theaters reopened from the covid19 pandemic Holla. hold on walter i feel like there's only two movies on here that you will actually be interested in. guess guess which ones olivia <laughs> yeah yeah go for it guess spider-man and the matrix you nailed one of them Oh, he's I've never, never seen, seen the any of the Matrix movies. Oh, well, what's the other one? Oh, Spider-Man, story, obviously. I said Spider-Man. I know, so I'm saying, like, you were right on that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Spider-Man, it's one? Spider-Man. <laughs> you nailed Spider-Man. Oh, so that's the only one you're interested yeah. in seeing? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. We were, he said, uh, we started talking about the Matrix, and I said, I'm, like, ridiculously excited for the Matrix because I just watched them recently, and... Um, they're like actually pretty deep and really good and well-made movies. And he was like, I need to watch them. I was like, you need to, they're really good. Interesting story. Before, yeah. Watch them before they come out. Um, and then yeah. we're going to hit you with the, with two pieces of news that are important to us and then we'll let you go. But I'm Isaac Sims. Thanks for being here. I'm joined with, uh, Olivia Clement, our producer, Walter Lyle. How's everyone doing tonight, Walter? I just saw you. This is questions more for Olivia. Olivia, how's it going? I'm good, guys. I'm good. <laughs> Sorry. I uh, <laughs> my brother let me borrow his PlayStation Four. Yes, Spider Man on there, and yes. I haven't played it yet. So uh, one or Miles Morales. It's it's the one with Miles Morales in it, but it like nice. starts out with Peter, and then it moves into mm-hmm. Miles. I so uh, when that game came out. I did not own a PS4 and that game came out and I was like, well, time to buy a PS4. <laughs> and uh, I basically, that was the only game really I played on it and I ended up like giving my, P- my PlayStation away not that long ago because I didn't, that was the only game I wanted to play. It's so good. Same. I, bo- I borrowed a PS4 so I could play that mm-hmm. game. And then I, yeah, I still have it. Actually, someone I know still has it and I want to sell it and mm. he still has it. I'm telling bad stories. We should just keep. <laughs> I should kill him. You're not being interesting tonight, Isaac. Um, no, the Spider-Man PS4 game, in my opinion, is the best Spider-Man story that I've seen so far, outside of like the comic books. That was my main complaint about, and I don't want to like put a damper on your experience, Olivia, because I really loved playing Miles Morales, but I do not like the story of Miles Morales. At I have all. not played Miles Morales. Okay. Um, but yeah, I haven't played. I haven't played the first Spider-Man PS4 game. Oh, you gotta play that one. I know. Like, I my brother says it's amazing. Um, I just haven't. I don't have a PS4, so I can't. No, idiot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you should kill the person who has it and take it back. There you go. I should. I should. Yeah. If he's listening to this, I won't actually kill you. Thanks. Um, Olivia, do you wanna do you wanna talk about our number one uh, movie our, recommendation? Our number one. Movie Rack for the month of December, which is starting today. Literally released today on Netflix. Literally, quite literally 
released today is The Power of the Dog. And it has Benedict Cumberbatch, who my favorite thing is his like group of fans is called the Cumberbitches, but he doesn't like it because he feels like that's derogatory. Because <laughs> he's so just kind and gentlemanly. And it's got Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons in it. And it's directed by Jane Champion, right? Is that her name? I think it's Campion. Campion. My bad. Yep. Oh, there's not an H. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so that's coming out on Netflix, and it's got a lot of a lot of buzz, right? This is an awards contender. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was apparently in character for like four months because Campion made him. <laughs> so uh, he'll probably get a Best Actor nom. Uh, she will probably get a Best Director nom, and it is expected that this movie will probably get a Best Picture nom. What if it sucks? Ish. It, it could. <laughs> you know what? Totally could. No, nah, it probably won't. Um, if she gets a no- uh, gets a nomination for Best Director, that would be the second time she's been nominated. Mm-hmm. She was nominated in 94 for The Piano. Yes, which is on Netflix as well. And she yeah. has another movie on Netflix called In the Cut, which mm-hmm. is a really, really kind of like paranoid grisly um serial killer movie with mark ruffalo and meg ryan mark ruffalo has a porn star stash in this movie he does sweet i just saw it (laughs) or i saw a picture of him i didn't see the movie yeah no this movie's that movie's really good i watched it um over the thanksgiving holiday um it's she's she's an excellent murder (laughs) what am i thankful for jane campion Mark Ruffalo's porn star mustache. I'm thankful for Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. That's for sure. He's. It's just interesting because he's like not. He's he's a good character in that movie, but he's not a nice guy. And we're so used to seeing him as a nice guy. I was so. gonna say. I feel like mm-hmm. I've never seen him be anything but a nice guy. Olivia, you would probably really like this movie. I'm sure I would. Yeah. Anyway, Power of the Dog. What is it about, Isaac? I have no, it's a Western and I know that, so it stars Jesse. Yeah. So you already went through who it stars, but Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst, I believe in the movie and in real life, but in the movie are married and Benedict Cumberbatch is like an out outsider or something. And I really don't know much about the movie other than that. So apparently it's good. Cool. And that allegedly, Allegedly, came out today. Today being when we're recording this on December December first. Yeah, Wednesday, December first, two thousand twenty-one. The year of our Lord. In the year of our Lord AD. (laughs) West Side Story is releasing on December tenth. Wide, I believe. Yep, wide. Um, Because Licorice Pizza technically came out or released last week, but yeah. It's not anywhere, um, at least not in Arkansas. In Arkansas, it's releasing on December 10th as well. But Why? Okay, we'll where did to, you to that see that? I haven't seen it yet. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. I'm <laughs> just... <what> I was <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I, you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I have been, I've been refreshing all the local theater web pages, and it's playing at Riverdale 10 on December 10th. So that's where I'm going to see it. Okay. And probably West Side Story, honestly. Um, actually, Walter, you and I need to see West Side Story because we love no, musicals. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> West Side Story is a remake of the classic film, which was uh, filmed in 1961, I believe. Probably. Yeah, I think it was 61. Um stars Ansel Elgort, Rachel Zegler, Ariana DeBose, David Alvarez, Mike Faced, and Rita Moreno is also rep- not reprising her role, but she is playing Valentina. I was going to say, she she quite literally cannot reprise her role. Yes, I know, I know. Uh, that's why I didn't say it. Mm. Brian Darcy James as Officer Krupke. Uh, actually, you know what? He is, he is, he is an Hawkeye. Um... Corey Stoll as Lieutenant Shrink. I love Corey Stoll. I think he's great. Um, we have it's a great cast. Um, 
Walter, we have to see this. We have to do eventually do like an after dark on the old West Side Story because oh, it's the gosh. most. It is the most theater kid energy movie like you will ever see. Yeah, it sounds rough. <laughs> a lot of a lot of snaps. Threatening oh, snaps. That's, yeah, that's where the get them boys. Like that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got you do that. that specific get voice too. <laughs> um. This movie apparently this movie is exceeding expectations. Mm. Um it That's is the highest grade you can get on the, the OWLs in Harry Potter. <laughs> right? Is that the highest one? You just get right out of here, Walter. <laughs> That's true cinema. If you think about it, Spielberg has made so many different types of movies and this is the first musical he's made and people have said like he's he's prepared this like his basically his old career to pull something like this off and apparently he's pulling it off although i will say i saw someone someone tweet that alden ehrenreich could have played this role played by ansel elgort mm-hmm. uh tony in the movie and uh done it better and it kind of made me sad because i miss alden ehrenreich <laughs> a lot <laughs> and i haven't mm-hmm. seen him in a movie since solo um i thought we canceled ansel er- Air I was literally about Air to Gort? bring that up. I have Let's this Wikipedia pulled Air up. Air Gort. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. A couple of things that I wanted to highlight in uh, about Ansel Elgort. Um, you, so, yes, in June of 2020, uh, I'm reading from his Wikipedia, a woman on Twitter accused Elgort of sexually assaulting her in 2014 when she was 17 and he was 20. Uh, he denied the allegation in a post on his Instagram saying that he and the woman had a, quote, brief, legal, and entirely consensual relationship, and then his Twitter account was deactivated afterwards. Um, so Is it still deactivated? I, I see nothing that says that it has been reactivated, so I'm going to assume yeah. that he's still not on Twitter. Also interesting, not to move on from that too quickly, um, but in April 2020, which was just a couple months before um, that last thing I mentioned happened, he posted a nude photo of himself on social media (gasps) as part of a fundraising effort to feed those affected by COVID-19. So That's that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Hey, y'all hungry? It's like, check this out. Yeah. So (laughs) really weird. That is weird. Um, yeah. I'll probably see this just because I'm too interested to not see it because not for Elgort, but for Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And apparently, so Rachel Zegler. Do it for Steve. And um, Rita. Hey, Rita, Rita. Rita came to UCA like as a, um, it was a minority enterprise development like event that the chamber oh, really? put on when I was working there a couple of years ago. And I like got to see her speak and it was really cool i bet yeah she's really cool she is a cool person the um uh frick what was the last thing i was gonna say about you were gonna talk about rachel zegler rachel zegler thank you rachel zegler anyone's name (laughs) she has been cast as um a lead in shazam fury of the gods and oh, yeah. she was also cast as Snow White, I believe. Yes. Yes. And so, who's so, playing? And Gal Gadot is playing the evil witch, I think. Yes. So, queen. so people just based on the buzz that she is uh, generating within Hollywood, everybody is hiring her. So she is probably like a rising star. So got to pay attention to her. I don't have to. Got to. Can I go no. back to... Ansel Elgort for a second? No. Absolutely. Okay. So I looked up just some more and just because the movie's coming out, the the sexual assault allegations have resurfaced. I don't, I don't think there's anything new, but it's just people are talking about it again. And this this tweet here I think is very interesting and knowing nothing about West Side Story, y'all help me out here. It says, now that West Side Story has debuted, here's a reminder to not support Ansel Elgort. He deserves nothing. <laughs> Twitter's so wild, dude. He deserves nothing, and the fact that he was casted as a character who is romantically involved with an underage co-star's character is frightening. Is that true? Is there an underage actress? In the movie? Well... Or the actress? Underage co-star's character. I think it's saying that the, oh, that the co-star, no. like the actress, is underage. She's 20. 
Oh. I had to think about I it. I mean, she but they born... filmed this last year, so. So she would have been 19. And he's 27. So yeah. it's a little gross. <sighs> yeah. But they were all, I don't know, they were. I don't know. They haven't dated from what I can tell, like publicly. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's hard, it's hard but, to tell. Yeah, no, I get, I get the, like the depiction of it mm-hmm. given the circumstances is kind mm-hmm. of alarming, but the optics are, are not great. Yep. So, but, anyway. I mean, it's not that different than any other like male lead, male, male lead. That's what I was going for. <laughs> and female lead uh, often there's a huge age difference where the yeah. female lead is significantly younger by yeah. you know seven years. Yeah. So why? Well, I mean, I I think it's weird and kind of gross, but why are we throwing a fit now? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I know nothing about it. So yeah, that's those are all the comments I have on that. He's also a DJ yeah. under the DJ name and Solo. So he just keeps getting better and better, folks. That <laughs> is horrible. It's not great. <laughs> not great. Um, uh, all right, moving on. Olivia, move on. T- talk to us about licorice pizza. <sighs> licorice pizza. I'm so excited. It's a. It's the newest Paul Thomas Anderson movie, and it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman's son in it. What is his name? His name is Cooper Hoffman. Cooper. I was gonna say Paul. I was like, it's not Paul. Um, and it has one of the members of my one of my favorite bands, Alana Hyam from the band Hyam. Mm. This is her acting debut. And is it is it Cooper Hoffman's acting debut? I think so. Yeah. So it was, it was both, both of the, both of their debuts. Yeah. Debuts. And Sean Penn's gonna be in it. Bradley Cooper's gonna be in it. Tom Waits. Yes. Benny oh, Softy. Uh, my Rudolph. Our girl, My Rudolph. Who, and John C. Riley's going to be in it. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. My Rudolph is married to Paul Thomas Anderson. Or they're like partner, life partners or whatever. Okay. So. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. But yeah, I truthfully don't know what this movie is about either. We're really good at our jobs. <laughs> We, it's a coming of age movie, uh, in of the, age movie set in the San Fernando Valley. This, I it just it just looks like a lot of fun. It looks like there's gonna be some heartbreak and a little bit of romance. Some capers. Yeah, there're gonna be some antics. And it oh just man, looks, it looks great. Capers and antics. Capers and antics. So I don't know if I can handle I, that one. Yeah, I Walter, can you can you handle it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so we I'm super super excited for this movie. Probably out of everything we're going to recommend, I think this is tied with Matrix Resurrections. Um We Olivia, you and I love a coming of age movie. We do. Yep. We do. It's going to be great. I can't wait to go see it. Um it's just gonna be so good and heartwarming, I'm sure. Or it looks like it. There's um a- apparently a lot of this is based on his own experiences growing up in the San Fernando Valley in the seventies. So I have you seen yeah. okay, so I don't know if you knew this. The Hyam sisters mom was PTA's like music teacher or something yes i think i did see that and it's just cool yeah yeah which is cool and and they he i don't think he knew that they ended up becoming a band until after the fact and so he eventually started directing their music videos yep so most of their music videos now are directed by by pta and apparently some people are speculating that this movie is like loosely based off of his crush, the crush he had on their mom when he was in school. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is, if that's true, it's it's a little weird that he, he <laughs> asked her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. But also, so, but also, sound the alarm. So, so I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. It's not quite Freudian. It's not Ergort. Ergort. 
This is oh, what I'm going to call him from now on, Aragort. Aragort. Yep. Um, you, don't, you don't get your name pronounced correctly if you're a weirdo. If you have uh, heinous accusations DJ. against you. <laughs> if you're a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> shall I jump to number four? Yeah. You shall. Number four, Nightmare Alley. The first movie we've had from Guillermo del Toro since 2016, I believe. The last movie he made was Scary Stories. Or no, he didn't. He produced it. Um, he Shape of Water was Shape 17, Water? so I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, Shape say, of Water. He, he won the Oscar for Best Director, right? Yes, he did. So this is his follow-up. It's highly... Uh, highly anticipated bradley cooper plays stanton carlisle who is apparently a psychic and he can tell what people are thinking tell the future listen to this cast rooney mara kate blanchett willem dafoe mary steenburgen tony collette ron perlman tim blake nelson richard jenkins david strathern Holt McCallany, who was uh, one of the detectives in Mindhunter. Yeah. Incredible cast. Like, this is a horror drama set in, I think, like the 1920s. Hey, you're forgetting Looks one incredible. important cast member from one of your favorite scenes in one of your favorite movies. Clifton Collins Jr., is in it, and he was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World as one of the vegan police. And he's one of the. Oh my goodness! I can't believe wow. I forgot that. Fake fan. Please forgive me. I don't me. think Isaac likes movies. <laughs> I don't think he does either. Gosh. Earlier today, I, I was like, Walter, have you seen? And he just goes, No. <laughs> Again, if anybody wanted to talk, man. If anybody's like, Hey, Walter, have you seen? The answer is going to be no. I haven't seen anything. Yep, which is why it's so um, this, fitting that I'm the producer of a podcast entirely about movies. We we love irony. Yeah, <laughs> I love ir- irony. <laughs> ir- irony. Irony. The synopsis for Nightmare Alley is an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well chosen, well chosen words. Hooks up with a female psychiatrist who I think is played by Blanchett, who is even more dangerous than he is. Super exciting. Super, also, super exciting. This is a remake from 1947. There we go. And it, it looks like it's going to be more or less the same plot line. But, yep. of course, updated and modern. Yep. Um, Olivia, want to take us to our number five? Number five. Uh-oh. Actually, Walter. I think Walter should talk Aww. about number five. Yeah, he knows all about the fan theories and all that stuff. Well, I don't know if I know all the fan theories necessarily, but I am very excited for Spider-Man No Way Home coming out December 17th. Okay. And Olivia and I are... Actually, Walter, you're going to jump on there with us, right? What? On the eight, on the 18th when we oh, cover yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, are you guys seeing it together? Uh, Yeah, why yeah. not? Oh, cute. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, that's, that's really sweet. Um, I was just wondering. I, I didn't know if you guys had ever gotten tickets yet. I have. I have not tried to get tickets. Um, I've heard it's a nightmare, so I might. Ah, I should. I should get tickets. Yeah, I need to do that. I I actually got six, and oh. uh, if you want to come, you can come. Who else? Who'd you buy tick, six tickets for? Uh, me, Jess, our friend Kyle, who's coming into town, who I don't think listens to this podcast because he's a salty little man um and i speculatively bought them for my two siblings who are not going to be able to come oh so yeah i'll pay you for one of those cool Um, well i mean if morgan wants to come she can come too i've actually i have made morgan morgan's my wife i have made my wife watch the previous spider-man movies so i should your Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say, but to preface this discussion, uh, avid lovers of this podcast might remember that I have a um, a not hidden disdain for the MCU. So, I mm-hmm. yes, I recognize that I am not a big MCU fan. However, I break that rule for anything Spider-Man related. So, I am very excited for Spider-Man love tom holland i just i I actually just learned yesterday that tom holland and zendaya are actually dating in real life 
and mm-hmm. I did not know that, and I felt really dumb and out of the loop and old. Um, well, I think it was confirmed yesterday, oh, from what I had, understand. They had their first red carpet debut yesterday. Aww. Look at them go. Or, yeah. They Look grew at them up go. so fast. Um, yeah. So, yes, I am very, very excited for Spider-Man No Way Home uh, coming out on December 17th. Um, I obviously lost my mind when the first trailer for it dropped and we saw mm. uh, Alfred Molina once again oh, with yeah. the big old arms um, and then the Green Goblin laugh. I don't. There's there's still what I, what I like about it so far is that even though we have um, a lot confirmed, obviously with the um, different dimensions, you know, uh, bringing in um, Doctor Octopus and and uh, uh, is it Electro or Shocker? Electro, Electro that's right. Um, so we know that's happening, but we still like still don't have confirmation that Andrew Garfield and. Uh, um, I am Toby. so bad with names today. Toby Maguire. We still have confirmation that they're going to be in there. We don't know if Willem Dafoe is going to return as Green Goblin. Um, and so I like that Marvel's kind of keeping that under their vest for now. Um, and I hope mm-hmm. they don't release any more of that info until the movie just comes out. Um, I think it'll mm-hmm. be much more enjoyed that way. So, um, no, I am very excited for it. Um, I think it'll be really good. So, Who is your Spider-Man? What? Who is your, like, your Spider-Man? No, Tom Holland. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean... Who is your Spider-Man, Olivia? I I think it's Tom Holland as I mean, well. it, could, it, it could be... Um, frick, what's the name <laughs> name of the... Shaquem Moore. Huh? Uh, oh, the voices, yeah, Miles. Of, of in, Miles, yeah. Uh, Spider-Verse. I okay. Into the Spider Verse is my all time favorite Spider Man movie. Yes, it's it's the ultimate. Mm-hmm. If we're just talking live action, I think that Spider Man Two with Toby is the best Spider Man movie. Yeah, However, it's hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's just hard to beat. That being said, I think Tom Holland is the best. Mm-hmm. He was the best cast. He's the youngest. He most it seems like he most resembles yes peter he captures like to me tom holland captures the nerdiness and of 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 peter and then the Mm -hmm. like the strength of spider-man and it Mm -hmm. i think he captures really well what like the original like comic book spider-man and peter parker was supposed to be if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um now, I, I didn't know we were, to go back to what we were talking about, I didn't know we were including Into the Spider-Verse as like our, you know, talking about our favorite uh, Spider-Man. I might, Otherwise, you would have listed Spider-Ham played I by John Mulaney as John your Mulaney <laughs> Spider-Ham. Or, or Nick Cage <laughs> as Spider-Man in the Wars. I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I really think I had to go with Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. He, he was born for that part. And of course, as a big you, new girl fan as well, it's really hard to like not imagine just Nick Miller as Peter yes. Parker. Um, yep. No, so I, I really like that. Um, He's so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, very excited for Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm looking forward to um, the uh, old villains they're bringing back as well as maybe uh, one or two new ones that maybe we haven't seen yet. Um and just i think it'll be a huge nostalgia fest a lot of fan service but also some cool stuff that um is not expected so um i, Are y'all I have faith in it worried that it's going to be overstuffed well it can't be any more overstuffed in a bad way than spider-man 3 with uh toby mcguire i i disagree really because because you have doctor strange and, and Olivia and I talked about this a little bit at the beginning of our Hawkeye premiere discussion episode last week. Um, there is so much hinging on Spider-Man because Doctor Strange 2 was actually supposed to come first, mm. but because of scheduling and COVID and other complications, they pushed it back. Um, you you come into Spider-Man No Way Home with the expectation of multiverses, multiverses at the end of... Venom, let there be carnage. You get to see Venom see into 
the multiverse mm-hmm. with, or the universe with Tom Holland's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you have the expectation of like Andrew and Toby and the lizard and Sandman and like all these people from the past movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Spider-Man three, it's like, okay, let's see what happens with the, with the story of Toby Maguire as Peter Parker. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, I think- like, like MCU overstuffed, I think is always going to be worse than Spider-Man three over stuff. Does that make sense? Mm, I, I see what you're saying, but I think it remains yeah. to be seen. Sure. I think I, Which I, is fair. I, I have faith in them. The reason that Spider-Man three felt so over stuff was because Sam Raimi had zero vision going into that movie and he didn't like, I think, and he didn't want to have that many villains. And I think Marvel made him, and so yeah. it was almost, I could be wrong on this. I felt like it was almost out of spite that he was like, okay, I'm just going to make this just all over the place. <laughs> I don't know. That could be wrong. Also, I, I watched the third Spider-Man movie for the like first time in its entirety this summer. Mm-hmm. And nothing could have prepared me for Topher Grace oh, showing yeah. up has venom mm-hmm. as eddie brock mm-hmm. i had no idea he was in it and then when he showed up on screen for the first time i go is that eric foreman <laughs> <laughs> what it's rough my, oh my dude. gosh yeah my friend's like you didn't know he was in this i was like no dude no i did not it's like <sighs> it's okay okay <laughs> i'm trying to figure out what they were thinking when they were like, oh, yeah, Eddie Brock, the like, but yeah, he's a journalist, but he's not like a skinny little piece of something, you know, like he's supposed to be kind of like a big buff guy, which is obviously why they got Tom Hardy to play Venom in the new ones. Um, but if you watch, I'll say this, if you go back and you watch Spider-Man 3 as a comedy, if you approach it as a comedy, it's one of the best movies you've ever seen. So good, especially when Topher Grace says Venom. I think he's like it's like one of the like the final battle or whatever. In his Topher Grace voice, like the Venom mask like peels back a little bit and he's talking to Toby McGuire and he goes, I like being bad. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Top well honestly top five yeah. movie line of all time. Spider Man three, if you if you erased all of the Venom if you if you erased Eddie Brock mm-hmm. becoming Venom, yeah, I feel like Spider Man Three works very well. Yeah, it could. Yeah, even yeah. even with the because scene it of was supposed Tepo to be Wire dancing down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, no. Also, like I'm glad reason, that Sam Raimi gave us yeah. that. Another reason why Into the Spider Verse is so good is they make fun of that that yes. scene yep. specifically. Yes. Yep. And yep. it's very good. Yes. Let's uh let's go to our number six recommendation the lost daughter um is dropping on netflix on december 17th and the lost daughter has another really really great cast olivia coleman jesse buckley who if you're unfamiliar with her she was um in wild rose she's a a young scottish actress and she was also in one of the stars in i'm thinking of ending things she was also in the newest season of fargo that is correct. Chris Rock. Um, Dakota Johnson, Peter Sarsgaard, Ed Harris, and Paul Mescal. And I'm trying to see if there's any. Those those are the big the big names. Um, this is a movie directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. And it's based on an Elena Ferrante novel. And it is getting a lot of love at various film festivals. And Telluride, the Hamptons, London, Line Metropolis. Um, and I have read um, a book that Elena Ferrante wrote called My Brilliant Friend, and it's one of the best novels I've ever read. Um, and I don't read a lot of novels. Um, nerd. I am a nerd. <laughs> and but I'm just kidding. But Maggie Gyllenhaal is apparently just absolutely crushing it and there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation that she might be another contender for best director um it's one one two three four five awards at between the venice international film festival and the gotham independent film awards so um pretty crazy um i'll probably watch it 
because I really like. She directed a movie called The Kindergarten Teacher, which was very good. Starred herself and um, Gail Garcia Bernal. And oh, it was she, his birthday the other day. She's a really, really good director. So I'm definitely going to be watching this. Cool. Nice. Guys, it's December, so that means Christmas is coming, and the, with Christmas comes the gifts. birth of our Lord and Savior, gifts. Keanu Reeves. And, and Keanu Reeves, the, the best oh, I gift thought of you all. were referring to Keanu Reeves as our Lord and Savior. <laughs> no. I thought that too. The rebirth of our Lord and Savior, Keanu Anderson. Re- rebirth, the reloading, and the resurrection. <laughs> Which I guess does work. <laughs> it, it works it totally with Christian does. Bit too. <laughs> oh oh my gosh. man! Oh my gosh, that was amazing. I love everything that just happened. <laughs> yeah. So, on Christmas this year, the newest Matrix movie comes out. It's called The Matrix Resurrections, and our boy Keanu is coming back, Ooh. and then. It also is going to have. Um, oh man, Ricky's going to be in it. Yeah, I'm looking at the. Yeah, right. I just pulled uh, up the IMDb, and it's Carrie Ann Moss who's been in the. She was in the original trilogy. Is coming back as well. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas is going to be in it. Jessica Henwick, Jonathan Groff, Neil Patrick Harris, and our boy. Yahya Abdul Mateen II. As Morpheus, which I think is interesting. As Morpheus. And uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. She's going to be reprising her role as well. Super, super exciting. Uh, I love The Matrix. I need to watch The Matrix movies. Hey, Walter. Hey, man. I know Kung Fu. (laughs) See, this is lost on me. How would you do this to me? For the fan, for the fans, for the fans, for the band, for the band, for the band, for the band, for the band. Olivia, have you seen them yet? I've seen the first one. Okay. And the first one was fantastic. Yep. I saw where the Matrix is essentially just a metaphor for uh, the like trans community for like people who are trans. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense if you know anything about the directors who both. Are, are trans and so um i thought that was it really kind of i like i i didn't know that going into it and then i i saw it maybe actually kind of weirdly a few days later and it really made me view the movie differently not like in a, in a good way like it, it really made me think deeply of how how difficult and crazy and insane and, and hard it must be to to experience something like that Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, but I'm excited for it. I do want to watch it, watch the trilogy in its entirety, and then go and see this. So yeah, I think I might do the same. Actually, um, little piece of trivia that I'm reading on their Wikipedia about the filming process of the new Matrix movie. Um, on March 16th, 2020, production on the film was halted due to the pandemic, and after filming was halted, Wachowski is at the. I'm assuming that's the director. Um, yes. Contemplate. This is so funny. After filming was halted, Wachowski contemplated the possibility of never finishing the film and letting it, quote, go down as an incomplete legendary film not meant to be seen by anyone. Ooh. That's amazing. However, the cast, That's a boss the, the cast insisted that Wachowski return and finish the film. Um, and then Wachowski complied. Uh, and then on, in August of 2020, Keanu Reeves confirmed that filming had resumed in Berlin. And then they wrapped in November of 2020. So um, so that was, that was funny. Just, nice, yeah, how much nice. of a baller move was it? It's like, what if we just don't finish it? <laughs> yeah. What if nobody ever sees this? I don't this? wanna anymore. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, number number eight, the tragedy of Macbeth. Very excited for this. This is, um, I think it's the first movie where the Coen brothers have not directed together in many many years. Uh, it's directed by just Joel Cohen, mm-hmm. adaptation of Macbeth, obviously by William Shakespeare, starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, Corey Hawkins. Love to see Corey Hawkins in more things. Brandon Gleason. Um, and who else? Stephen Root Very, is also in this. 
I love oh, Stephen Root. Oh, he is? Root. I don't think I knew that Stephen Root was in mm-hmm. it. Harry yep. Melling is going to be in oh, it. Oh, yes, yep. You may know as Dudley from the Harry Potter yes. movies. Mm-hmm. And he was also in The Queen's Gambit, which threw me off every time he was on mm-hmm. screen because I just see Dudley. It's hard to shake Potter. that. Yeah. Potter. Um, Are you going to cry? Cry for your mommy, cry Potter. For your mommy. Is she dead? Is she dead? <laughs> December 25th. Which that will be on Apple TV Plus. Afterward. Tragedy of Macbeth. Ah, uh, yeah. It'll okay. start streaming on TV Apple TV Plus on January 14th, 2022. Oh, okay. Yes. So it'll be in theaters on the 25th. believed. Yep. I I believe Wikipedia. Who wouldn't? Shall we Shall we move to our news segment? Yes, we have a couple of a couple of news points to talk about, right? We should get one of those like breaking like bulletin. <laughs> yes, we can just do it with our. I like we can just do it with our mouth. Exactly. Could you do that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go do it. Kind of like how I did the Halloween thing. Go right now. I'll fade out. I'll fade out as you do the news as you start. Okay, get ready. Good evening and welcome. Uh, we we have this breaking news. Will from, Ferrell from a month and a half ago. <laughs> from uh, from a month and a half ago, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay have officially announced their professional split. With more on the on this issue or on this topic <laughs> subject, there we go. <laughs> it's Isaac Sims. Thank you, Olivia. As I open this document real quick. <laughs> That's someone else. Another real journalist wrote. Olivia, you sound like okay. a little kid when you did it. Like you got too excited about it and like your brain was going faster than your mouth. <laughs> yes, that's, that is exactly what happened. I love it. Okay, so Will Farrell, for those of you who don't know, Adam McKay is the director and writer producer of so, so many things. Mm-hmm. The Big Short. Uh, Vice, Anchorman, Taldega Knights, Step Brothers. Um, he's been friends with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley for many, many years. And the the long and short of it is, they uh, Ferrell and McKay own a production company together, mm-hmm. and there have been accumulating sins against each other. That uh, and the straw that broke the camel's back was. Um, an HBO limited series had been ordered about former Lakers owner, Jerry Buss, who, uh, and the, the part for whom Adam McKay wanted to cast John C. Riley because John C. Riley's, uh, appearance and demeanor more closely resembles Jerry Buss than Will Ferrell. However, Will Ferrell is a huge Lakers fan and really wanted to play this part. So McKay cast Ferrell and then, reneged and cast John C. Riley without telling Farrell and Farrell has not spoken to McKay since mm-hmm. or, or it, it, anything but briefly they decided to break up the company and uh, let me see if I can find the quote um, he said oh, what is it hold on a second Guys, if you decide to recast me with someone else, uh, if it's in, about a HBO limited series on the Thunder, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> pissed, I tell you. Be pissed. So just, bas- just letting you know. Yeah, McKay basically said, "Will Will said to me, have a good life, I guess.'" Basically, and I haven't heard from him since he hasn't returned my emails, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of sad. But it's also it's kind of big news because like they're they're both involved in Succession, mm-hmm. and like they've just done a lot of crazy crazy things yep. together, and have been a grounding force for I each mean, other. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the best modern classic comedies that we've gotten, some of my favorite movies, yep. some of my favorite comedies of all time, have come from them. Um. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, those those movies defined, I think, our generation growing up. I mean, Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. Oh my Brothers. gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! Like like those those movies were. Wait. Did I tell y'all about how I almost auditioned for Talladega Nights? Yes. This is Isaac, a good story. No. Olivia hasn't heard the story. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't think all of it was, but a, a portion of Talladega Nights was filmed at Talladega in Alabama. 
which is I grew up in Birmingham, right? And so around the time they were starting to cast for this movie, I was around the age to be the older brother, like the oldest son. Of his sons? Um, And so they had a big open casting call at this high school near Talladega. And my dad was, and I was, I was, I was kind of a theater kid at the time and I, I liked acting and I, I thought I was funny. And, um, and so my dad had seen it and he was like, oh, what if we, <laughs> he's not thinking he went to my mom. He'd be like, hey, how funny would it be if we took Walt to this, <laughs> to this open casting call <laughs> for this Will Ferrell movie? And, um, so he took me and we went and we stood in line for a long time. Um, and I remember it very vividly because Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince had just come out. Uh, the book had just come out and I had gone mm-hmm. to the midnight release. I've been reading it all night and we were standing in line at, um, at this casting call and I was standing reading Harry Potter and then we finally get inside and we're sitting in the auditorium. I'm still just sitting there reading Harry Potter. And then one of the casting directors comes out on the stage. This is a true story. Casting director, casting director comes out on the stage um, and she was like, she was like, Hey, we just wanted to like, make sure everybody know, like make sure everybody knows like kind of what this role, these roles are supposed to be because they were casting for both of the sons at the same time. Right. So there were boys, my age, and then boys like a, a few years younger and with, with all their parents. And so she was like, uh, <laughs> she's like just so you know what these these boys are gonna have to say like in the script they're gonna have to say like shit and ass and piss and like like just like <laughs> rattled off like all these cuss words that these young boys have to say and my my dad again i'd never looked up for my book and my dad just like leaned over to me and he was like do you want to leave and i was like yeah that's fine and i just like without even looking up for my book and we just left <laughs> So I didn't even actually make it to the audition, but I made it inside. Um, That's so nice. That was my brush with fame, even though I didn't actually meet anybody famous. So I have to uh, correct myself and say that Adam McKay's new movie is also coming out on uh, December 17th on Netflix. (laughs) So, (laughs) okay. uh, I don't know how we missed that. Don't look up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer. Uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. I almost said Gardner. Same thing. Jennifer Gardner. Very different. Yep. No, it is It is releasing on Netflix, and some people think it might get Leo an awards nomination. Oh, no. December 10th. Oh. It's next, next week instead of the 17th. Um, and it's got uh, Jonah Hill and Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the music is being done for Don't Look Up is being done by Nicholas Bertel, who does the music for Succession. Oh, cool. And he's really good. So, anyway. I I would like to go back to Walter's story yeah. for a second. Yes. I, I just had to throw that in there. I talked about Harry Potter today in one of my sessions, mm-hmm. and it was it was brought up, and my client was at the end of the session. She was like, can I just ask you a, a question about Harry Potter? And I was like, okay. She asked me what house I was in, and so I told her, it's Ravenclaw, in case you guys were wondering. I'm not surprised. But I was like, she was like, I just didn't know you were a Harry Potter fan. I was like, yeah, I I definitely am. I went to the midnight releases of the books and the mm-hmm. movies, and I hadn't thought about the midnight releases of, of the books until today, and so it's really weird that you brought that up. How about that? The, and, crazy. the midnight... Here's oh, the ahead, thing. Go ahead. I was gonna say the midnight releases for anything was such a rush. I was. It was such a fun time. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. There were. It was. I will say the vibes were definitely different depending on if you were at the midnight release for the book or the midnight release for the movie. Um, yes, absolutely. The midnight release for the book is like. I mean, I don't know how they did it. Like where y'all were, but like at my at the bookstore where I lived, it was like you know the 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 bookstore employees would be like dressed up in like Harry Potter robes or whatever and they would try to like get mm-hmm. the kids into it or whatever and then it's it's really funny because like when they reveal the books like at midnight they like there's like a big old sheet on the table where the books are stacked up and they just whip the sheet off and and, and then you realize oh it's still just books <laughs> you know like, <laughs> you're so excited like you're going on a roller coaster or something you're like nope right. just books <laughs> It's just books. And you still lose your Whoa. mind. Yeah. Still super excited. Yeah. That's really, crazy. The the chokehold that Harry Potter had on our generation. On yeah. our generation. Wild. 
and still does mm-hmm. i mean truthfully mm-hmm. there are have you seen uh there's like a game show on tbs that's either out or coming out very soon uh it's like hogwarts four houses tournament yeah. I, I, I'm getting that yeah, wrong something yeah like it's that. like there's four teams that are like for the different houses and it's just like I think I think it's just like a trivia like a Harry Potter trivia contest mm-hmm. um, and I am not going to watch it because I no. feel like like I know a good bit about Harry Potter but it's going to be rough watching some of these people who are in their 30s know more about Harry Potter than they know about their own families you know what I mean I'm like it, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if I, <laughs> that's going to be sad to watch so it's gonna well, be like oh buddy like, Ooh, Ooh. you shouldn't know that much about tom felton that's weird did you guys see the the movie that or the not the movie the playstation game that they're making called hogwarts yes. legacy Ooh, no it's not just playstation yes. it's coming out on i think everything oh, except yeah, the switch um yeah it's coming out on xbox playstation and pc okay so it's everything mm-hmm. it's not uh no i think it, it I'm was going to be excited a playstation for exclusive when they first announced it i think and then they have they've um, expanded it to everything so um there you go super excited i actually am very excited for it too because it's it's set like in the 1800s so it's like not about like harry potter or anything it's like just the universe um yeah screw that yeah, guy he sucks <laughs> <laughs> um i don't th- do math straight up sucks <laughs> I think I think J.K. Rowling's involvement is very limited, um, which is good, obviously. Um, and uh, so, yeah, no, I'm very excited. It's it was supposed to come out this year in 2021, and like mm-hmm. a lot of other things in the past couple of years, it has gotten pushed back. So right now, it's just supposed to set. It says just sometime in 2022. I'm hoping it'll be the first half of the year, but we'll see. I might have to get a PS4 so that I can play that and Spider-Man 1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm super excited for it. I think it'll be cool. Um, I love, we I love having a video game. I love having a video of- game podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll listen to you talk about it as much as you want, Walter. Um, All right. Hit us with it. the second one. Number Isaac. two, I'm sure that there are other things that have happened, but the Will Ferrell and Adam McKay split is definitely mm-hmm. of, of most note um, of the things that happened in November. Um, second thing is something that we forgot to mention in our um, October Movie News Roundup podcast, but it bears revisiting because he is a director that we whose filmography we have covered ad nauseum on this podcast. Um, Jeff Nichols was set to direct the A Quiet Place spinoff and he has since exited Mm -hmm. and there's really no other news to report other than that Um, is there a reason why it's I, I I did in my research and preparation I knew that I had read that he had another project mm-hmm. that he wanted to take instead, mm-hmm. but it's possible that there were also creative differences, which mm-hmm. are cited throughout Hollywood uh, for just the studio wanting to oversee everything and uh, the creative director or the director not wanting to relinquish control. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because Nichols is really insistent on his own vision and i think that uh, that's one of the things that i really love and respect about him the most as a director um so yeah what are y'all's thoughts first of all um who is this guy (laughs) (laughs) first of all i um man that was i think a quiet place quiet place two um was obviously extremely good um I don't think I don't think anybody disliked it, and I think mi- mm-hmm. a big part of that is probably due to the fact that it was kind of like the first major release in theaters since COVID. Um, and so, like, I know there's a lot of people, including myself, but that was that was the first time we got back to the movie theater um, since they had all closed down for a while. Um, so it was a big, you know, cinematic experience, I guess. Um, and it expanded on the universe the perfect amount. So not too much and not too little. Um, and I did not know that they were making a, uh, a spinoff 
until tonight. So um, I am both intrigued and disappointed at the same time that the director is not going to be involved in it. But I still have hope if John Krasinski is involved, I think it'll still be good. So uh, those yeah, are my scattered I, thoughts about it, that. These these movies are unique. I thought that number two was a little bit a, a tiny tiny step back from the sure. quality of the first one but there are also some really powerful and unique thrills mm-hmm. in number mm-hmm. two that you didn't get in number one i'm thinking specifically of the scene when uh killian murphy is on the dock with the with the yes the hobo cannibal yeah. implied cannibals yeah. um incredible mm-hmm. scene just absolutely blew me away Super tense um and nichols has this kind of emotional uh focus on family and especially like fathers mm-hmm. that kind of obviously drew krasinski to uh to mm-hmm. him in his previous work so it'll be it'll just be interesting to see what nichols does next i'm really excited because he wanted to do an Alien Nation movie, which is a remake of a, I think, an 80s film with James Caan. Um, he likes sci-fi. He mm-hmm. likes exciting things. And um, just really excited to see what yeah. he might do next. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, like, on the, just specifically about the Quiet Place spinoff, I think that'll be a really cool opportunity for... Um, like, because I, I I can tell that like John Krasinski and everybody else involved in the movie really want to expand the lore of mm-hmm. of that universe, but the way that A Quiet Place, especially the first one, is set up is like kind of similar to like The Walking Dead, or at least to how Walking Dead started out, where it's like yeah, it's like kind of like a sci-fi type thing, but it's not about the monsters; it's about like the people, and so like the monsters and the all that is like just a backdrop for like the focus on like the family mm-hmm. dynamics and whatnot and so not that it puts and not that it backs them into a corner storytelling wise but doing a spin-off would allow them to be like okay like there's still the main series like the third one's going to come out too but like this one like it's just going to be about like it could be a much more like action-packed type thing or like like a mystery or something yep. you know and not focus necessarily on the you know the the family dynamics of it so um i'm, I'm yep. excited for it i think that'll be cool Walter, uh, have you seen any of his movies? I've seen A Quiet Place 1 and A Quiet Place 2. <laughs> or, so, Jeff well, Nichols. Yeah, Jeff Nichols. Have you seen uh, Mud? No, no, I have not. I'm looking him up right now to see if I've okay. seen anything else. He okay. was born in Little Rock. He was. Yep, that's why we covered him on the podcast earlier this year. That? Didn't know that. Okay. Yep. It, was, it was before you, though. It was BW. BW for Walter. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys thanks for hopping on doing movie news roundup november edition olivia you and i are going to cover actually no all three of us are going to cover uh episodes three and four of hawkeye a week from today um on december 8th it's gonna be really fun i'm gonna go watch episode three of hawkeye right now um i'm gonna start watching hawkeye so i can catch up tonight okay cool um and then we're going to cover Spider-Man No Way Home on December 18th. And then Ooh. we're somehow going to cover the finale of Hawkeye, prob- maybe on December 22nd. We'll figure that out. We'll figure um, it out. But that's hey, what's in the can right now. Wouldn't it be funny at some point in in the world of the MCU where uh, Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop and, and Peter Parker interact and he goes, man, you kind of sound like this girl I know, like, this girl's Gwen. Gwen Stacy. Do you know her? That would, that would be, be that amazing. That would be a really good... I would like that. <laughs> That'd be I fun. I don't know if they do it, but man, I want it to happen. That would be funny. Man, can you anyway. imagine... One last thought on that. Can you imagine an MCU movie where Spider-Ham shows up and it's like an animated... Oh my gosh. Like, like a Space Jam type thing where it's like an animated Spider-Ham yeah. is there. Like they're playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be really good. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. That would be amazing. Against, against and Electra. And it's still just John Mulaney. It's still just John Mulaney. <laughs> it's just John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's got like fake pig ears on. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But he thinks he's he's an animal. Yeah. Uh, oh, honestly, that's, nobody has mentioned uh, 
or demanded that John Mulaney come back and reprise his role the way that they've demanded Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire come back and yeah, don't, re- don't forget about King John Mulaney. I know. He's our king. Really, I would love, what I would really love, we should probably stop talking about this and talk about this when we talk about <laughs> Spider-Man, but I would really love a whole, like, series or movie on Nick Cage's Spider-Noir. Mm, mm-hmm. yep. That would That'd be, be cool. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, and funny in a mm-hmm. unique way, I think. Yeah. Sometimes I, I strike matches and let it burn all the way to my fingers. <laughs> Just to feel something. something. <laughs> so good. He's so good. Thank anyway. you for listening. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review on especially Apple Podcasts. That helps us a lot. Yeah. Please share this with anyone who might be excited or in uh, needing something to watch or some recommendations to watch in theaters go watch a movie in theaters it's super fun get off your couch some of these will be on hbo max or netflix and those will be the only ways you can watch them but get back in theaters because it's so great so fun (laughs) and that's it it. thank you (laughs) we'll say something (laughs) yeah all right sayonara sayonara see y'all later I should have ended it with Konichiwa.